and welcome to a Tuesday, December 6th edition of the Sports Ethos DFS Today NBA podcast. I'm your host, Harris Kermani, and in a short three-game slate filled with at least two marquee matchups, but all of them high-scoring tonight, we do have a lot to be able to get right into. Obviously, DFS just continues to be that lottery, really, as far as which stud is going to go off on a given night. And really, today, with at least three, if not four, studs to viably choose from, there's going to be a lot of decision-making to go about and make when you are actually thinking about who's going to be your stud and who's going to be those mid-tier to value options to be able to round out that lineup And in a three-game slate, that margin for error is always super small. So really, really thinking about which matchup to hyper-focus on is likely where most of my strategy is going to be going today. And that is going to be what I focus on when I'm speaking about the three matchups here today. The good thing is two of them are happening right at 7.30. And then you get the final one, the Dallas and Denver, coming on at 10 p.m. all Eastern time, of course. So lots to be able to keep track of throughout so let's jump right into it with the first one the Detroit Pistons taking on the Miami Heat in a game that has a 222 total and the Heat being favored to win by eight and a half points now that's the highest point spread for a team on the night so a little bit of a blowout worry when it comes to this game and really of the three games that we're going to be looking at tonight this is likely the one that I have the least amount of interest in Apart from the fact that Detroit, really outside of you know a little bit of Jaden Ivey, and you know, we saw Sadiq Bey really come out big in the last game after what had been an extended stretch of just being completely out of form, his shot out of whack, and his minutes also kind of going up and down, but found himself back in his regular 33 minutes in the last game, put up 42 DK points, sitting at 5,500 with that small forward, power forward eligibility. If I'm really thinking about who I may potentially be targeting from a value perspective, because we are going to be talking about a lot of studs today, I'm going to be needing a little bit of that mid-tier magic to be able to fill out the rest of my lineup. And looking at Sadiq Bey, that may be the area that I am looking at over here. Again, Miami, of course, an incredibly tenacious defensive team. But if there is one area that you could potentially put them under a little bit of pressure is if you can get hot from the outside. And if there is a personification of a streaky shooter who can get hot from the outside, it is Sadiq Bey. And we're catching him, coming off a good game. Often you've found, if you look back on his previous game logs, He's one of those streaky shooters that once he gets on a streak, he'll keep it going for a little bit before he inevitably falls off again. It's just kind of the ups and downs of the roller coaster, and hopefully we're catching him on the up right now. So at 5,500, definitely one area that I am potentially interested in because with the rest of the team being pretty healthy outside of, of course, the regular Cade and now Isaiah Livers as well, the front court has got about three guys that are working towards it which makes it hard to trust as far as the minutes are concerned. So Marvin Bagley, Isaiah Stewart, Jalen Duran, all those guys are just not in an area where I feel comfortable picking them consistently. So really it's going to be a little bit of Sadiq Bey. And if I'm feeling frisky, I might be looking at Jade Nivey as well. But again, I think at 6,200 or 6,600, in fact, in this case, just a bit too much for me to want. So let's look at the Miami side instead. And you know, going back to the health side of things, Miami's in a pretty good position for the first time in an extended period for the entire season. 
Uh, even Oladipo, who uh, has been participating in full practice, could potentially be coming back soon. Not in this game, but outside of that, the regular team is back. Now, the downside of all of that is really there's a lot of usage to be able to go around, and it's hard to be able to get one guy who's going to be consistently hitting that. However, if there is a benefit that comes with a lot of options being around, it is Bam Adebayo being able to up his assist numbers and then everything else that kind of goes with it. Because even though his scoring may go down a little bit, although he has been on a very solid tear for the last five games, outside of the 15 points that he put up in that Memphis game, he had been averaging close to 30 points, like real points, coming into the last five games there. And his shot had been absolutely on fire. Really, his just that uh, 5 of 13 game against Memphis that took the rest of it away. But otherwise, we were looking at another very solid night. And for him to be priced at 8000 he's actually one of my favorite center picks of the night over here. I expect that a lot of the offense, a lot of the offensive rebounds, because we know Detroit is going to chuck them up and they're going to brick them up. And I expect Bam Adebayo to actually have a big rebounding night over here. And at 8000 I think there's a lot of possibility for you to be able to hit 5.5 to 6x on his value here somewhere in the mid 40s to high 40s is something that I expect that he should be able to do in the uh, in this Detroit matchup and he's been able to do that in the past as well and when the team is fully healthy it just means that he gets to do a little bit of everything instead of being necessarily force-fed on the offensive side which may potentially gas him out from some of the other things so an area to keep in track Otherwise, the rest of the pricing is pretty fair for the Miami Heat on here. You know, Jimmy Butler, Tali Hero, Kyle Lowry, all those guys are sitting at what I consider to be a price tag where they'll probably get 4.5x. And I really don't like that when I'm looking at a three-game matchup where even the smallest change can make all of the difference over here. So that's going to be it for the Detroit-Miami one. Let's move on to what's going to be the big one in the night here for me. The Lakers taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers. An away game, the Lakers who have had a resurgence over the last little bit, most specifically because of a certain unibrowed individual who has been on a tear that just cannot be described. He's on an absolute, absolute heater right now, and taking advantage of that is definitely something that's high on my priority list over here. As far as the game itself is concerned, we have a 224 total, which is the highest of the night, though of all the three games, it's pretty much in that same region. I wouldn't be looking too much into that, but the Cavs are only favored to win by four, so a closer game expected for this one over here. So looking at the Lakers itself, uh, both Anthony Davis and LeBron James are listed as being probable for the game, and I fully expect them to be able to suit up and get going. And again, going back to the Anthony Davis side of things, that is absolutely where the laser focus is going to be, not only for yourself, but I'm sure quite a few people in the DFS landscape in general. Think about this. Last two games that Anthony Davis has played, 71 DK points and then 85 DK points in the last one up against the Washington Wizards. Now, Cleveland, who themselves are facing a pretty beleaguered front court at the moment. Jared Allen continues to be uh, questionable. We don't know whether he's going to be back. If he is, that would be very helpful. But really, it's just Evan Mobley up at the front there. And frankly, I just don't see him being able to hang with what Anthony Davis has been doing over the last little while. And with Dean Wade also out now, they just have very few resources to be able to go ahead and throw up at the front there we might see Kevin Love be forced to play extended minutes in this matchup which I'll get to when I get to the uh, Cleveland side of things but 
As far as the Lakers concerned, Anthony Davis is definitely my favorite stud on this night. We're going to talk about a number of them that are in that kind of 11,000 to all the way up to 13,000 range when we're talking about Luka Doncic. But at 11,200 for a guy who has absolutely turned it around as far as not only his health is concerned, but just how dominant he is looking at the moment. That price tag, I only see rising. I can see him get into that 12,000 range as he continues to be the number one offensive option on that Los Angeles Lakers team. Has been putting up a ridiculous amount of shots in the last two games, 27 and 30. And if he keeps hitting them at the clip that he is right now, at 70% from the field, you can be absolutely assured that they're going to continue doing that. And part of the reason why that field goal percentage is so high is actually on Russell Westbrook, which is going to be the second side of this. At 6,500, Russell Westbrook is also another guy who's heavily on my radar here. We've seen his assist numbers really take a huge positive bump ever since Anthony Davis has come on into this tier. And you're seeing a lot of that in the games itself. It's just a lot of pick and roll action, a lot of lob action, just everything that Russell Westbrook can do to get a little bit of gravity going as he rushes towards the basket. And then Anthony Davis finds himself open to be able to go ahead and take advantage of that. And the Lakers are recognizing this as well. I mean, Russell Westbrook is getting his minutes up. He's getting into somewhere close to 30 minutes over the last two games here. And even though his field goal attempts are at you know a pretty middling area, it's not about his uh, point scoring at the moment. He's getting those rebounds that he will just because it's Russell Westbrook and he always gets rebounds. But two double-digit assist games, and I expect this to be a third one added on to that as well. So I think at 6,500, with his last two games also getting him 35 and 41 DK points before that, there is a great opportunity to be able to get somewhere close to 6x as far as his value is concerned. So those are the two major ones on there. I'm going to be fading LeBron James, even though I can never fault anyone for taking LeBron James, but from a pure upside perspective, to me, there's just a lot more, not only in other studs, but specifically in Anthony Davis being that top end offensive option that the Lakers absolutely have to rely on, not only for the Lakers themselves to actually be the dominant force that they need to be if they want to get their record up to the levels that they're starting to get it to, but more so than that, LeBron James would just love to not have to exert himself to that level and do this. That being said, we are going into Cleveland, so there's always that narrative that comes with everything there. So again, can't fault you for taking LeBron James, and maybe he decides to put on a little bit more of a show in Cleveland itself, but I just think that Anthony Davis at this point is on such a tear, such a heater, that you just have to continue to feed the big man over there and let him do his work. And until he lets me down, I'm going to keep trusting that. On the Cleveland side, which, again, you got to remember, the Cavs are actually favored to win this game, which means a lot of offense needs to come from this side over here. And who else to provide the offense than Donovan Mitchell, who at 8,700 is in a pretty good spot to be able to go ahead and do that. His one game earlier in the season against the Lakers, great game there. 45 DK points in that one shot, nearly 60% from the field. And that's including the fact that he only hit one of seven from the three-point line as well. So Donovan Mitchell is definitely one of those guys that has always been able to just rip apart the Lakers defense. And especially from a guard's perspective, that's probably the weaker side as far as the Lakers are concerned. You're going to see you know, a lot more of the attack going through the guards pushing into the paint, trying to create you know some sort of foul trouble for the bigs that are going to be trying to help. Because in terms of purely 
the guards to be able to stay in front of the Lakers, that's I mean, in front of the Cleveland Cavaliers, it's going to be a little bit difficult. And I expect Donovan Mitchell is going to be absolutely turning it on as far as offensive uh, tenacity is concerned. He's been shooting 22-21 field goal attempts in the last two games. His usage is always going to be there. And again, 8,700, not you know the most ultimate upside, but I think 5X is very much in play for him and he could actually go a little bit more if we're finding that the game does go closer especially into that third and fourth quarter with you know if Jared Allen is out uh, we already know Dean Wade is out not that that's a huge offensive side of things but between Mitchell and Garland is where you know that the majority of the offense is coming from and in general I just find myself trusting Donovan Mitchell that much more because purely He's getting all the field goal attempts. It's clear that uh, Cleveland has decided that he is going to be the main guy on the offensive side. And Darius Garland gets to be more of the facilitator, more of the operator. And then Evan Mobley gets to kind of clean up as far as buckets are concerned rather than having straight plays run for them. Which means that Mitchell is probably your safest play as far as DFS is concerned. But you know that uh, both Garland and Mobley are also in a pretty decent spot. Though their price tags are probably more fair rather than offering upside. Uh, where there could be some upside and where I'm looking at a potential starting lineup announcement, see how it goes, is whether Jetty Osman gets the opportunity to start. We've seen uh, already earlier in the season when he gets the opportunity to start, when he gets to uh, shoot at a little bit more, uh, he has the opportunity to be able to rack up points in a hurry. And at 4,200, uh, we've seen him have games where he's gotten into high 20s all the way up to one game where he got into the 40s as well, which, of course, not really the norm, but... Him being able to get a game into the high 20s means that he is sitting at anywhere between 6 to 7x as far as his uh, value is concerned. So definitely a big upside option there, especially if he gets the opportunity to start. So keep an eye on that. That's about it for those two games. So let's go to the final game of the night, which is the Dallas Mavericks taking on the Denver Nuggets. And this is a 223 game total with the Nuggets favored to win by four and a half. So again, yet another close game on the cards over here. Uh, As far as injuries are concerned, Dallas is actually looking pretty good. They're finally in a spot where they feel pretty healthy over there. And even Kemba Walker will get the opportunity to uh, suit up, may even get a chance to see the floor. But again, it's all just to be able to help Luka Doncic out. And as far as Denver is concerned, uh, that's where there's a little bit more worry because Michael Porter Jr., is in fact out again with the heel. We know that he doesn't really have a timetable to return, so don't know what that's going to be. But uh, that has opened up opportunity for a number of the other options there. So we'll get into that. Uh, as far as the Dallas side is concerned, really, as I said from a stud's perspective, Anthony Davis is my favorite stud of the night over here at 11200 He's the guy that I'm really targeting and then kind of taking a little bit of extra cash. But again, I never can fault anyone for looking at Luka Doncic. And he's just the guy who, plain and simple, is going to deliver for his price tag. If not fully at 5x, then somewhere close to that. Now on a bigger slate, where I'm like, okay, I need a rock-solid foundation piece to be able to go forward and uh, see where I can find upside otherwise, I'd be recommending that. In the smaller one, where the margin of error is, is lower, where even a stud not performing up to the level of other studs can really mess up your night, Luka Doncic is probably lower on my tier list versus someone like a Anthony Davis or even, like I said, uh, the Donovan Mitchell side for 8700 which not the same level of stud, of course, but I just think there's more upside in both of those uh, price tags for what they're doing for their relative uh, uh, for their relative teams as well. So uh, Luka Doncic, 
again, has been required to do everything. This is a back-to-back for them as well, right? Just played tonight, uh, had a very solid game, but uh, put up 59 DK points in that. It's just tough to be able to really project out that you need him to do somewhere in the mid to high 60s as far as DK points are concerned, which, of course, we know he can do, but not necessarily what I want to uh, put my faith in on the night itself. Where I am getting a little bit of positivity is just purely the fact that Christian Wood is finally getting not only the minutes that he really needs to be on this Dallas team that needs the offense, but also just purely the field goal attempts going up as well. Last two games now, 39 and nearly 37 DK points coming up there, which for his price tag, pretty solid. Like I said, you get that opportunity where 5Xs should be in play. And given the fact that obviously with Denver, you're going to get Jokic all over you at all times you're going to be needing that little bit of size to be able to go ahead and contend with that and frankly uh, Maxi Kleva and uh, uh, Dwight Powell just don't have the chops on the other end to be able to hang with the fact that Jokic is going to put buckets on you regardless so Dallas is going to need whatever offense that they can get from their front court as well to help out Luka Doncic give them a little bit of an outlet to be able to get there and the fact that Christian Wood has the capability to stretch the floor makes it that little bit more because then they can hopefully get Jokic pulled out and uh, get him to be guarding a little bit more of the perimeter, which, again, super helpful for what Dallas wants to do. And I think Christian Wood does find himself back in that 30 close or 30 plus minutes uh, role that we're hoping for him to get more consistently. So at 6,900, definitely upside over there. And that's more so than any of the others that I'm targeting on the Dallas side. Finally, Denver. Really just two guys that uh, that come to me. Nikola Jokic, what, what more can be said? From a per-minute perspective as far as fantasy is concerned, we know just what he can do on any given night. Uh, if it's not Giannis, I'm pretty much trusting Jokic on most of my nights over here as well. But again, 11,400, 11,200 for Anthony Davis. Where do you want to be able to go in one way or the other? Uh, where I'm liking, like I said, from an Anthony Davis perspective, is just the fact that his field goal attempts are just so high at the moment because he's just so hot from an offensive perspective. We know that Jokic likes to be more of a facilitator, uh, likes to be able to get you know a little bit more all over the floor to be able to get his numbers there as well, which, again, can lead to similar uh, results on there. But in a game where we could see it get uh, a little bit scrappier, a little bit more slowed down at certain areas depending on how it ends up going especially because that's how Dallas likes to play you know not the most fast paced because that helps Luka Doncic take his time as well I just think that there's more permanent and overall upside from the Anthony Davis side but again Nikola Jokic absolutely I mean he's coming off a game where 71 DK points his field goal percentage just continues to be absolutely ridiculous and he's shooting nearly 20 shots a game so there's just nothing wrong with taking Jokic. They're both centers on there. I'll probably hedge a little bit over the two. But like I said, I'll be going a little bit more on the Anthony Davis side, which I keep going back to, but that's just the reality of it. However, some of the complimentary pieces now on the Denver Nuggets with the Michael Porter Jr. injury have been seeing a pretty decent boost on here. And Aaron Gordon has been the one that I've been finding that I've been taking you know, a little decent amount on here. Again, it's at... 6,000 or 5,900 in this case, like in that range, uh, he gives you an opportunity to be able to get about 6x on a uh, on a regular regular basis on here. He's been shooting really well over the last three games, uh, over 60% on average in that time. And while he isn't ever going to really blow you away from a field goal uh, attempts perspective, his rebounding numbers are going up as well because outside of Jokic, 
Michael Porter Jr. had been one of their key rebounders on this team. And with him going out, Aaron Gordon's getting the opportunity to be able to grab a couple more boards. Now, I'd love to have him you know, get a couple more of the you know, stocks, block steals, maybe a couple of assists to be able to round out that stat line. But he's still averaging close to that 30 uh, DK points, which, again, very solid for his price tag. Probably a bit more of a cash play rather than a GPP one, but I think a very solid one regardless. A GPP one would probably be a little bit more on the Jamal Murray side, which, again, we're starting to see his minutes get back to normal. Has gotten 31, 33, 33 minutes as far as his last three games are concerned. Shot really well in two of them. Got about 36 DK points in that time because we know that... Jamal Murray can put up points in a hurry. He's not necessarily the greatest as far as assists are concerned or any of that, but he's a guy who can absolutely get hot at any given time. So definitely keep an eye out for him. 7,100, if this game gets close, you could very well see him, especially in that third, fourth quarter, really start to focus in on his offense. Jokic loves to be able to get that outlet pass over to him, catch him for that open three. And the fact that his three-point attempts are getting back to the levels that we expect it to be, which is anywhere between eight to ten of them in a game, Hey, if he gets into a hot night where he's hitting four or five of those, then all of a sudden the rest of it uh, clicks in. And I think 7,100 is a very solid price tag, especially in a cash game, but even in a GPP one, where if he can get one of those nights that he had you know, a couple of days ago against the Houston or the Clippers, where he ended up in mid-40s as far as DK points are concerned, because his, uh, his shot was on and he was also able to get a couple more assists with that, you know exactly what you're going to get with Jamal Murray, because he has the opportunity to be a heater on any given night. So those are the three games. Finally, before we uh, go off for the rest of this podcast, because want to keep it nice and short, we do have the two Thrive Fantasy picks that are really jumping out on me for uh, the Knights. Going back to Aaron Gordon and going back to what I spoke about with regards to him having more opportunity to be able to grab rebounds with um, Michael Porter Jr. being out, five and a half rebounds for him to get above that gets you 110 points, which I absolutely like, and other than that, the Nikola Jokic one, where 43.5 points, rebounds, and assists. Again, I expect him to be able to consistently get that. With Michael Porter out, you're going to be getting more of that uh, usage coming back to Nikola Jokic. He'll be that little bit more aggressive. For 100 points to be able to get above that, I feel pretty confident about that. But speaking of confident, let me know how confident you guys feel in your lineups tonight. Hit me up on Twitter at HAK underscore devil. And once again, if you guys haven't gotten yourself subscribed over to the DFS Pass on the Sports Ethos website, definitely get there. You'll get all the latest content, all the latest DFS deliveries uh, on our Discord. You'll get access to Ask the Pros. There's just so much great stuff to give you amazing value for your money. So get on over to SportsEthos.com and get yourself subscribed to the DFS Pass. But until then, let's take down some tournaments and let me know how it goes. <laughs>